0: Welcome to GovIT, a monthly podcast series from TD Synnex Public Sector, where we discuss the next generation of public sector IT solutions with the technology innovators driving the change. I'm your host, Tom Temin. Each month, we explore a different technology, what it is, and how it can help public sector organizations achieve their modernization goals and accomplish their missions. In this episode, we're sitting down with Chris Roberts, Federal Engineering Director at Quest Software Public Sector, Our topic is the need to know, enabling better data governance ahead of a breach. Chris, let's start with the strategic measures an agency can take, because this idea of mitigating breaches has a governance aspect to it also, doesn't it?
1: Absolutely. So the measures that are often overlooked are pretty straightforward. One is to actually have policies and practice. So policies just to tell people exactly, this is the expectation we have around certain data types. So we all know, PII data is very important to me as a citizen, for instance, but also there's institutional data and legacy data that's important. So how you access it, how you handle it, how you store it um, is very important. And the things that um, are considered sometimes an inconvenience for both IT operators and end users is things like encryption. Um, Encryption solves a lot of problems, for instance, if it is encrypted internally, and then determining who should have access, but then also Put in things like MFA, multi-factor authentication, when certain types of data are going to be accessed. And those simple things, quite frankly, and I say simple because those are par for the course in IT operations, those would help to mitigate many of the breaches before they actually happen. So it's one thing to stop somebody from getting into your organization, but once they're in, denying them access to data silos is one of the best mitigating strategies any agency can actually deploy within the, the government.
0: Yeah, and all that idea of silos, then the opposite of that is you have transparency into where data is located, the systems it's in, who's using it. Can that contribute to better outcome for data governance?
1: Absolutely, Tom. One of the biggest fears an IT operator has is not knowing where some end user or application architect has stored data. So, for instance, take your favorite agency. Yeah, I won't pick on any in particular but some of them have hundreds of indiscriminate systems that do different types of functions for the citizens, us, the people. So if IT does not understand exactly where that data is, they just know what the application is, but they're not disclosed where the data actually resides. Is it in an Oracle database? Is it in a SharePoint farm? Is it sitting on a file share somewhere? That actually impacts exactly how they're able to protect those systems. So auditing and tracking where data is, is important how people are accessing that data becomes more important. And once again, we come back to policy. Do you have a policy for this? And then do you have a practice for it, for instance? And And that practice points to how someone's supposed to report where data is When an application is brought online, how are you going to protect the data within an application? Because you'd be surprised just how sometimes a Word document may have sensitive information in it. And if it's not disclosed to IT, they can't do a great job of actually protecting that sensitive content, whether it's encryption, whether it's... MFA, for instance, whether it's siloing it, for instance, they just won't be aware. So transparency is very important.
0: And by the way, the responsibility for that data is the agencies, even when that data is in the cloud. The cloud provider protects the infrastructure, but you still have to have your own protections in place and migrate them up to the cloud, correct?
1: That is absolutely correct. As a matter of fact, that that happened to a financial institution here in DMV area, where they did not have a secure Amazon bucket for their data, and they, they took it for granted that Amazon somehow was going to protect that data. And that is not the case. You're responsible for all the security parameters around your data sets, whether they're on-prem or if they're in the cloud.
0: And tell us more about the importance of aligning your data protection strategies, your loss prevention policies, and your governance, so that you can maintain this integrity across your data, regardless of where it is.
1: Let's start with the fact that every organization has so many applications, and we end up with this, what we call, I call it IT segregation, that is, I'm an application developer, I'm a user, for instance, or I'm a sysadmin in the NOC, for instance. I have different ways of treating and managing data in all of those different environments and those different silos, so to speak. And if you want to have some parity or alignment between how you do protection and loss prevention and governance across all of those different areas within IT, as well as within stakeholders and the different agencies, you have to have an alignment on policy specifically around how you're going to do data protection and data governance specifically. Because without an alignment of those two simple things, You're going to be at risk for data loss, for instance, and data leakage, and that is exactly how you end up in the news. And we've done these we've done these discussions before, Tom, where if you don't do these things, you end up in the news, or you end up with ransomware, and things don't end too well, for instance. So aligning those policies, procedures across all of your departments and IT assets is critical if you're going to live up to the federal data strategy.
0: And how can you find the gaps in data protection measures in a given agency or among agencies, and how can you make sure you? Plug them, bridge over those gaps.
1: Some folks confuse data protection with data loss prevention. The two go hand in hand, but it really starts with one policy procedure, but then also transparency. So once you have identified where all this data is, for instance, you've got to go through and catalog that data. So for instance, there are tools that help you understand what's in a file, what's in, data, what's in the database, what's in the SharePoint file, and then you can a- assign metadata to that information. So if someone's going to access something with a specific type of metadata, for instance, let's say it's PII data, for instance, or if it's personally identifiable, but also related to some unique piece of information that's part of an agency, you put those two things together, you have a very powerful potential for data loss. So by now identifying exactly where that data is, how are you going to protect that specific piece of data, for instance, and then have the policy in place that says to an end user or administrator, this is how I expect you to deal with this information, for instance, but also applying some sort of role-specific access to that data. So if I'm in personnel... Yes, I have access to someone's, maybe their their home address and their payroll information. If I am in IT, well, I don't have access to that information because it's not, it's not applicable to my role. So role-based access to prevent unauthorized access is part of the process to bridging that gap and protecting more of the data inside of those silos.
0: Tell us more about that role-specific data accessibility framework that you need to have in place and how does that enhance your security in the federal context?
1: So in IT, sometimes there are sacred cows. So a sacred cow is something that we just don't argue with and a lot of times we have people with privilege so you have super users or you have domain admins for instance and depending which environment you're working in and for the longest time in it these people had unfettered access to all types of data within an organization for instance because that's just the the pro the role they actually have when you look at end users for instance it's now we start treating an it administrator like an end user that is all right, let's say you're running a server farm, a SharePoint farm, or a database farm. You have access to the underlying infrastructure, not the data, the underlying infrastructure, the switches, the hubs, the routers, You know all the provisioning around that information, great. If you're an end user and you're an application person, let's say you are a, a customer service rep, for instance, for IRS, you have access to my tax return, for instance, because that is your role. And role-based access simply means that. I have access to the specific amount of data to do my job. So I get the, the right data at the right time for the right job. And that is something that really comes back to those sticker cows, because a lot of people take offense when you tell them you can't access this data, you are, or you don't have a right to know, or you don't have the need to know, people start to get offending. And that's the political side of data protection and data loss prevention, that I don't have the policies or the strength to make those things go away. But those are the realities that a CISO and a CIO have to grapple with on a daily basis.
0: And once you get those in place and you kind of corral the sacred cows, you are much closer and much less friction towards zero trust too then, aren't you?
1: Absolutely. If you think of the last two major breaches we had, I won't name the agencies, I think if you just read through the news, where it was an insider. It wasn't an an advanced persistent threat actor. It wasn't a nation state. There were insiders, for instance, who had elevated privilege and access to data that they shouldn't have actually had. And that increased the risk of a leak from that particular agency, for instance. And if you can't measure or monitor or audit who has access, if there is unauthorized data attempts, for instance, if I just go to a particular share or I try to open a file or make a database call or even use an API to get access to the information, who's monitoring that, for instance. And then if you have a robust way of reporting on those audit events, for instance, you can prevent a lot of these data leaks, for instance, because you will have access to that information of who's trying to do what, where, and when on your network, for instance, and prevent that leak. And believe me, in hindsight, every agency says, well, we wish it could have, should have had the ability to do that, or we should have assigned people to do that, we should have budgeted for it. Because at the end of all this, Tom, it comes down to will, and budget. And if you have the will, you'll find the budget. So I really admonish my agency customers and clients to really think about not just the cyber side of things, but think of the data side of things because it's the data that gets ex- exfiltrated by the enemies or insiders that that's what they want to actually basically make how they put it. They want to make that the treasure trove and the prize at the end of that hack
0: so it sounds like a good data loss prevention strategy and and tactics in place can really give the agency an advantage strategically over the bad guys
1: absolutely i mean at the end of the day tom everyone wants to realize that our information is safe that the people access that information are doing it with with integrity that we can trust the government and all these institutions With sensitive data, not just our personal data, but the nation's data, for instance, whether it's IRS, whether it's in DOD, for instance, whether it's Intel, for instance, I mean, especially the state of world affairs, information management, I mean, what would you say in World War II? Loose lips sink ships. And the same is true today. Let's uh, let's tighten up those lips.
0: Chris Roberts, Federal Engineering Director at Quest Software Public Sector. Chris, good to have you with us as always.
1: Tom, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, sir.
0: For more information on Quest Federal and data governance, please visit questpublicsector.com. You've been listening to GovIT from TD Synnex Public Sector. We'll be back soon with more public sector IT content. I'm Tom Temin.